0: Welcome to the podcast series about our textbook, Indigenous Education in Australia, Learning and Teaching for Deadly Futures, published by Routledge. This podcast series is hosted by Marnie Shea and Rhonda Oliver. We are the editors of this book, which is a collection of chapters authored by Indigenous and non-Indigenous educators and researchers on a variety of topics on Indigenous education. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that this podcast is recorded on and the lands of the peoples where listeners are tuning in from today. In this podcast series, we explore the chapters with authors, providing listeners and readers of the text the opportunity to hear authors yarn about their chapters and provide further insights about some of the suggested practice implications on their topics. It's Marnie, and today I'm yarning with doctors Danielle Armer and Jodie Miller, who authored the chapter Relational Pedagogies and Co Creating Curriculum with Students. Welcome to you both, and thank you for sharing your time and knowledge with us for this podcast series. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience, who you are, who's your mob, and where you from?
1: Hi, as Marnie said, my name is Danielle Armour, and I'm a proud Kamilaroi woman from northern New South Wales. My cultural links are through my paternal grandmother, however, I grew up on Bundjalung country in the Tweed region. I also have Scottish heritage as, um, as well through my paternal grandfather.
2: Um, And I'm Jodie Miller. I um, work at the University of Queensland as an academic here. Um, I've grown up in North Brisbane my whole entire life and I have Irish and English heritage and I'm the first in my family to be born in Australia.
0: Thanks to you both. Um, Can you please share with us a little bit of uh, your background in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander education?
1: And so my education journey started as a teacher assistant many years ago now. Uh, I then went on to do my teaching degree and I completed a Bachelor of Education primary, so I'm primary trained. I've taught in the Catholic system, the state system and the independence system. Um, I started lecturing in Indigenous educations at universities about nine years ago. And in this role, I support pre-service teachers and teach them about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander histories, knowledges and perspectives and I'm currently working at La Trobe University on Wurundjeri Country in Victoria.
2: I came to Indigenous education when I started working in academia, so I was a primary school teacher before coming to work at universities and I've been working in maths education for the past 10 years here and what I've been focusing on is working with teachers, principals, Indigenous teacher aides and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students to better understand what assists the teaching and learning processes of mathematics. So most of um, the work that I've done is focused around children who are particularly marginalised from school mathematics. Also, I'm working currently on a project with Marnie um, on examining excellence in Indigenous education.
0: Thank you. In your chapter, you explored relational pedagogies and co-creating curriculum with students. Can you please share with us what some of the main messages were that you wanted readers to take from the chapter?
1: educators we are continually learning so we learn from our colleagues our students and we learn from the community that we teach in and live in Um, but to learn properly from others we need to develop good relationships so these relationships need to be reciprocal and they need to be two-way relationships so they're equal it's not just about one um, side of the relationship taking all the knowledge and not returning anything back uh, in schools, often only Western knowledge is shared because schools are set up as Western systems. But we slowly but, and surely are getting some Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander perspectives and knowledges being shared within the education system. It still needs a long way to go, but we are getting some. To be able to learn about and share this knowledge, good relationships need to be formed with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander employees in the school or colleagues in the school, our students and our communities. If strong relationships are formed, then non-Indigenous teachers will start to learn and understand protocols that need to be followed regarding the sharing of Indigenous knowledges, students, colleagues, community, curriculum and pedagogies that re- represent different worldviews that are different to their own. It's about knowing your students and your community. Don't underestimate the knowledge your average and Torres Strait Islander students and community can share with you. But the environment needs to be safe for our students and community to share the knowledge with you. When we talk about co-constructing lessons, um, this can occur across most areas of the curriculum. You may also be surprised at what your students would like to learn about. Starting with what students want to learn about is important. You can work with students on what they need, uh, what they know and where they want to go with the learning. You may have to prompt your students about what they know already and uh, ask them a few questions. Uh, you will then need to work with your Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander colleagues and community as your next step to co-constructing curriculum. Co-constructing curriculum and culturally responsive pedagogies is a st- strength-based approach, and, and it teaches to and through students' personal and cultural strengths, their intellectual capabilities, as well as their prior accomplishments. It links to students' cultural identity and background and student achievement. So as I've said before, it's about really knowing your students' the community you're teaching in. Co-constructing learning allows students to interact with teachers and their peers
0: in partnership. It helps students and teachers to personalise learning and students will become
1: independent learners with ownership to that independent learning. Teachers should be able to contextualise learning in cultural forms, behaviours and processes of learning familiar to the student learning when
2: they're co-constructing learning this. The students and community for myself as a non-indigenous educator co-constructing and co-creating pedagogies and um, curriculum in your classroom is exactly what danielle spoke about so it's about building relationships but what's really important i think is the element of understanding how to build trusting relationships respectful relationships meaningful relationships And I think this takes time and educators need to be um, thinking about how they can work with teachers and community members to build this within their classrooms and also the relationships that extend beyond the school. When we think about this, it's about wanting to provide an education that's empowering the young people. So I think for myself, what I do is put the child and um, your Indigenous teacher aides and community members and elders and parents at the centre of knowing the context better than you as a teacher. So sometimes you can read theories and you can read the research that's been undertaken, but um, from my personal experience, nothing really beats working directly with your own school community to understand those perspectives and build on the strengths of those young children that enter your
0: classrooms. Oh, thanks to you both. Some really important points around um, not only the importance of co-creating a curriculum with, with your students but um, some really helpful tips on how to. Are there any additional practices that you would recommend in addressing you know strengths approaches, co-creating curriculum and relational pedagogies?
1: So I believe that an Indigenous worldview or lens needs to be forefronted in Indigenous uh, in education settings. Um, This needs to be from a strength-based approach, as you said uh, Marnie, not from a deficit based approach. Uh, Educations need to be equitable and the way they are set up at the moment, they're not equitable. They're not including an Indigenous knowledge or is continuing to marginalise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students. Our students want to be able to go to school and have positive, authentic and mutually respectful relationships with their teachers, culturally safe spaces, spaces recognition and valuing of their identity and culture as well as schools and teachers having high expectations of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students. And I just want to reflect back on what Jody just said about Building relationships in community as an Aboriginal woman that is working off country, so I'm not um, working in my own country. I need to also build relationships with community, and it does uh, take time. And th- there are some um, protocols that I need to follow that are the same as what non-Indigenous people need to follow as well. So sometimes people think that when you're Aboriginal, you can you just have automatic. Connection and uh, information spill to you, and knowledge is spilled to you, but that doesn't always happen. Danielle's
2: really captured a lot of those additional practices that we'd recommend in terms of co-creating and co-constructing pedagogies. Probably another thing I'd like to highlight is really starting, really as a teacher, starting to understand the local histories and cultures within your own school context. Be that in an urban setting rural or remote it's really to understand what histories have taken place so that you can be sensitive around particular protocols as well and also that you know and understand the backgrounds and lived experiences of these people in your communities.
0: Thank you so the final question today is in in reimagining a better future for Indigenous education what is your vision for excellence in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander education?
1: Being having Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students be able to uh, talk about practice and inc- and have the inclusion of identity and culture within schools, and for teachers to be uh, pro- to continue to have professional learning in this area uh, by local uh, Aboriginal community members, so that the students can feel as though they are
0: welcome in the school and are not shamed to, and, be, and not shamed and are able to be proud
1: of their Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander identity.
0: Wonderful. Thanks, Danielle. And Jodie? So in
2: reimagining excellence in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander education, I would like to see a shift that means education policy, strategies and practices beyond the focus of academic scores, attendance and sporting achievements. Um, So a much more considered definition that centres the voices of Indigenous people. So I guess it's really about coming to an understanding of how Indigenous people define excellence for their young people would be my initial vision for a better understanding in this space.
0: Thank you very much to you both, Danielle and Jodie, for your time today.
2: Thanks, Marnie, for having us and I hope that uh, everyone can learn something from what we've said today.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, thanks,
2: Marnie.